welcome to the Eye on the U podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, how are you? Um, I'm really good, wondering uh, what we're going to do the next month. I know. Uh, summer has come early um, in South Florida, uh, considering, yeah. you know, not, you know, obviously, uh, a very good season for Miami, very good regular season for Miami baseball, which is will be kind of the, the main topic of our, our conversation today. But obviously a great season for the Heat. Obviously, they come up a little short from the finals. A very good, you know, historic season for the Panthers, but they still have an early exit. Like I, we thought we were going to be going until the end of June with uh, with sports here in South Florida. And we're sitting here on uh, June 7th. We're recording this on uh, Tuesday and uh, all of a sudden it's pretty quiet. Marlins, I guess they had a team meeting today. So some drama in, in, uh, in little Havana, but otherwise, uh, yeah, nothing got real quiet here in South Florida. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately for you on baseball, which I, you know, I love covering, love covering you on baseball, but not not so good this year or yeah. not so good at the end at the but, end yeah uh I mean, we talked about it last week and we previewed it uh mm-hmm. had a great regular season for about like 80 percent of the year um got them yeah. the number six the number six overall seed in the uh ncaa tournament um but had a, uh, a late season swoon uh what was it they lost to and going into the tournament seven eight of ten something like that seven of ten yeah they were they ended up they ended up uh, three and, and eight car- like we said it carried over into yeah. the first week of oh. the tournament where miami uh yeah. beats canisius in game one um and then scores uh two runs total in back-to-back games against uh arizona and ole miss and can't even get to the uh regional final um nope not the end, uh, obviously, that anyone was looking for. Uh, surprising, um, given, you know, you look at some of these scores going on across the country where it feels like in every game they get uh, someone scoring double-digit runs. If you're just, like, poking around, looking at the different uh, box scores and uh, schedules and stuff like that. And in both of those, the two meaningful games against Arizona and Ole Miss, um, Miami's pitching showed up. Uh, kept in it the entire way. Uh, I think we had more questions kind of about the pitching than the hitting, but exactly totally let it down. Um, like I said, but two runs total across the uh, the final two games of the season. And like we said, we're sitting here on June 7th and the season is over. Yeah, well, they no, they they lost four three in the last game. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, three, no, that's okay. Four. And then and then two one, two one in the to old miss. But it was incredible. I mean, they they got – this is a team that, like you said, they scored a ton of runs. I mean, there there was a point in the season when they – I'm halfway making this up, but they got like 40 runs in a weekend or whatever. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they – I think even, they even the Canisius game kind of squared with what we saw around the country this this weekend where what they were down 5-1 in that game or 4 nothing, right, and just stormed back because – because of Yohande Morales. Morales had a big game, and, and all of a sudden it was yeah tied late. and, and Huge game. Three, yeah. Three, yeah. Home yeah. Yep. Three home runs in one game. But, you know, amazing to me that in, in the two games that they lost, those two last games, they had – I mean, until the end, they had – well, they had, they had four hits in each of those games. Yeah. 
each of those games uh, was a season low. The four hits was a season low in hits. Okay, when they matter most, they they came up with no hits. And this and the the second game, which was amazing, the one that they were eliminated to Arizona four mm-hmm. three. They had two hits for most of the game. Right. They had two hits, and both were home runs. Um, I, it was just insane. And one of the home runs by CJ Capus was on the first pitch of the game, yeah. David. The first <laughs> you that, hit. You're like, all right, they're 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 cooking, and then oh, oh yeah, they're gonna win this, right, right. And then uh, yeah, so it was such a shame. Um, it was just, I mean, to see these guys pitch their hearts out and, and, and Alejandro Rosario, who was their third pitcher, like the, their Sunday pitcher, their number three pitcher all season, or, or actually, no, I, I think he started as, as, as the, he was the, the opening game, I think, pitcher, but then yeah. he just did not have a good season at all. Okay. And they put him in this game. Uh, at the last game, do or die, and what happens? He does great. Yeah, he does great. Of, like his best game of the year, basically. Yeah, he, he has a great game, and the and the poor kid, he just couldn't win. Yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, it was just uh, it was horrible. And they they ended up like I said, their their last eleven games, they went three and eight. Their la- after their fourteen game winning streak that they had during the season. And that winning streak ended uh, on April 12th. Okay. That pushed them all the way. What were they number two at the end of that? I think. Right. Uh, yeah. They were, they had been up to number two. Yeah. But yeah, they were, do- yes. Yes. They were doing they got them great. up to number two. Yeah. They, yes. Right. And they, they, guess what? After that, they were 13 and 14 the rest of the way. Yeah. Um, it just, it was very disappointing. Um, and the funny thing is, they ended up with a, a 40 and 20 season. That's a nice season, 40 and 20, I think. Um, and they they won more games, like I think against top 25 teams than maybe in the regular season than anybody in the country, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. And they, um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, so it wasn't just a case of like yeah. they were beating yes. up on crappy teams all year, and that's no, no. Led the country thirteen victories over top twenty-five teams yeah. during Virgi- regular season. Virginia Tech made it through. Obviously, who won the ACC or was the top team in the ACC, the highest and, team in the ACC? Uh, Notre Dame made yeah. it. Through, who was Notre Dame made it? Yeah, North one, of the, one of the top teams in the ACC all year. North right? Carolina made it. I yeah, North Carolina got through. So three ACC teams get through, uh, and Miami who. Yeah, a lot of people thought was maybe the best of this group. Um, does not, they're the only one of the top five tops. All the, the top five national seeds all got through. Miami, number six, did not. Uh, 10 of 16 top seeds in the region got through. You know, it's it's harder, it's harder to get out of regionals. Than I think people like give it credit for it's not like you're just it's not the first round, right? It's more like making it to the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament, right? Four teams, you got to be the best out of all. Yeah, I agree. But, and, 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 but obviously and, and, not getting out is still uh, a massive. Oh, no. It's really sad. They were at home. They were at home. But yeah. out of the top eight seeds, which are really the special ones, right. just Miami and Oklahoma at number seven. To Oklahoma State. Get it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Oklahoma State. Yeah. And then and then five, five teams total uh, in these regionals that were not number one regional seats um, did not get in. Can you imagine? He was one. 
he was he had two strikes on the kid that he hit. So strikes out the yeah. first two, hits a kid. He had two strikes on the kid he hit. It's just really it's sad. Yeah, and it's one of you know when you're Walters is one of their three, four best players, probably right. Oh yeah, he's really good. I mean, yeah. he's good. He's an all American, right? He's a closer, so you know, like closers can you know be a little erratic, you know, just by their nature or. Yeah you know, not your most valuable players, but when a guy like that, who is, you know, one of the reasons they're really good this year, like you said, is he is sixth in the uh, country in saves. And I mean, you think of how many games they had that were blowouts, um, you know, basically anytime they were in a close game, he's getting them to the finish line. And, you know, if he can't deliver in the tournament, you're, you're in trouble basically. Yeah. For sure, definitely. Now we got next year. They, they, I mean, they have they have a lot. They had a very very young young team, um, and they have a lot of kids, a lot of kids coming back, um, and some really good ones. Their top hitter, CJ Kafis, the one who hit the home run on the first pitch, mm-hmm. um, and he had eight home runs this year. He's back uh, again. Hit three sixty six. Uh, Yohandi Yo-Yo Morales, third fantastic third baseman. Yeah. Um, hit 329. Well, Yo-Yo, 18 home runs. Um, teams are scared of him now, and they should be. He was good in every way. He's back. He's back because this was his second year. Yep. Um, uh, Dominic Patelli, their shortstop, who's excellent, um, is back. Zach Levinson, I guess one of their outfielders, hit 300. Very good. He's a freshman. Uh, and as far as the pitching, he's back. And one of the the pitching – and a lot of the other kids are back. Okay? I'm just naming, the like, the right. stars. And then the, their pitchers – Rosario is actually uh, – his third year's coming up. He's eligible. Unless mm-hmm. – I think he could be a sophomore and – Yeah, if you're a certain age by – 21 by whatever. By the draft by, by – yeah. Or something. There's some oh, – I'd have to look at that, but I think yeah. he's actually eligible to come back. Um, and, you know, he had a bad – he had 7.05 ERA this year. He was 2-3, and three, but, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. But he's – he's he can come back. Um, yeah. Carson Ligon, a very interesting – player um who lost his last four games including uh gino damari the coach started him for the opening game and was lucky he was really lucky that they got out of it uh he this kid was hit right from the beginning boom Uh boom 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 they just anyway he's back though he's a big right you know freshman right or uh yeah, he was a true freshman. So, um, but he's his confidence was shot. And maybe he'll, I don't know what happened to him, but he fell apart the last part of the season. But I, he would look really good the beginning part. He's back. And Jake Garland, who was their um, midweek pitcher, who actually, I don't think he even pitched. I don't think, I have to look again. I don't think Jake pitched during the regionals. Maybe he did, but. He didn't start. Um, he's actually, he's going to be in his fourth year. So I don't know. It's, I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. They also have another really good pitcher. I mean, he's really good. His name is Gage Zeal. Mm-hmm. Very good. And he's back. 
he was a freshman. I mean, I think he might be one of the best of the best of them. So, um, you know, we'll have to see if a lot of kids transfer, you know? Yeah. The portal is obviously, uh, like, it's kind of hard to look at the end of the season and be like, uh, you know, there's certain, I think football is still, you can kind of do that because, uh, no matter what kind of transfer in or out you have, like you're, there's just so many uh, bodies that it's, it's hard to completely overhaul a roster. But baseball, you know, if you add, like you said, you know, they're probably going to lose Palmquist. Uh, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to lose Walters. Uh, they could lose McFarlane. Yeah. Like that's a lot. You know, those are three of your four or five. And I think, I think they'll lose, I think they'll lose Romero, but you know. Yeah, but if you can get a, you know, obviously Miami always has good recruiting classes. I don't want to like act like I'm an expert in their recruiting class or anything, but presumably they'll have some good pitchers coming in who will contribute. Um, but you, if you also can get a pitch, you know, find a pitcher from the transfer portal who can be your uh, Sunday starter or something, um, you know, it changes the equation a lot as you True. Uh, year and. You know, you can you can really I think the the transfer portal in baseball you because it uh, getting a starting pitcher is just you know it's it's bigger than getting a you know even than getting like a left tackle or something right like it's it's a position where you can you know you're getting an extra win and and you know every team you you look at every every college baseball team is by the end by the time you get to Sunday night or or Monday night uh, if you you go to the end of a regional like everyone is just trying to piece together nine innings from somewhere so um piece together is a good way to put it yeah so uh you know pitching losing those pitchers is going to make it tough but uh the offense and it's weird to be like oh they got this great offense coming back when they when the offense totally fell apart during the regional but um you know those guys come back and that, that should be one it was a strength all year and it should be a strength again next year you just hope that it doesn't uh come undone at the wrong time of year like it did uh this year yeah. Uh, what, just, what is, you know, obviously the big talking point because it, uh, Miami fans who are, you know, impatient yeah. um, and, and, you know, maybe rightly, you know, deserve to be when you're at six seed and you can't get out of regionals and you haven't been to a college world series since 2015, right? 2015, 16, 16, 16. 16. 16. Yeah. Um, but you know, Gino Damari, obviously, uh, under some scrutiny with the way they underperformed this weekend. Um, you've been adamant. He, he'll be back next year though. Right. I, yeah, I believe he, he will be back. I mean, I, you know, I talked to Dan Radakovich, the AD um, yesterday and uh, his quote was, while we are disappointed in how the season ended taken as a whole, it was a positive step forward for our baseball program. We hosted an NCAA regional for the first time since 2016, led the country with 13 victories over top 25 teams during the regular season and, and hit our most home runs 90 in 12 years. I look forward to sitting with Gino in the near future to wrap up the season. And one of the discussion items will be extending his contract. So um, I, you know, if he wasn't going to, if he wasn't going to extend it, I don't think he'd have a discussion about it, do you? Or I guess maybe he would. Yeah, probably not. Do we know the contract? You know, it's always hard in college sports to have a. No, I've no, I've no idea. I know I that Jim. Assume, I would assume if that topic is coming up, it means we are approaching the end of his contract. Oh uh, yeah, I know that situation. Yeah, he just finished his fourth year of a five. I, you know, person. I mean, I, I think he's. I mean. 
I think he de- he definitely deserves to be extended. I the fans definitely don't think that, but um, and I shouldn't say that. It kind of feels similar to the Panthers situation, right? Where it's like I, by all right. me- by basically every metric. Obviously, Miami baseball has much greater history of success than the Florida Panthers do, but um, right. by a lot of metric, by pretty much any metric, it was their best season in a long time, right? Like you said, first time they've hosted a regional since 2016. Um, hit, you know, it's basically as, as high of rankings as they've been. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah. Listed, right? When's the last time they've been to Super? Like, it's been a long time since they've been to Super Regionals. Like, Supers was 16. That was the last, last time they time were in the World Series. Series. So it's like, yeah, like, it. this year was better than any other year they've had since 2016. Um, and it, it was. And remember, 17 and 18, they did not even make, even make the tournament, NCAA tournament. Right. They their street, their famous 44 year streak ended. Right. So, um, yeah, they're trending back in the right direction. Um, and like, you know, like the Panthers by any metric, it was, you know, the best season they've had since 96, um, you know, best regular season ever won a playoff series for the first time ever. It's like, a, it's a weird position where it's like, yes, it went better than anything has gone in a long time, but it ended still short of expectation. It ended. I don't know about the Panthers. The Panthers just, did horribly in the playoffs right but, I mean, Miami baseball did too basically yes they did but Miami also did they didn't they they fell they lost both ACC games and they got humiliated they got 10 run ruled or whatever you call it in in one of the games and um you know they just they just started losing more right. um and I and I like some parts of their game, if you watch, I know you didn't watch a lot of it, but um, they're, you know, like their outfielders did not seem acceptable to me, to say the least. I, I, they yeah, made there's errors. A lot of, there's more questions, I think, they here made than errors. There in Florida yeah, with the Panthers, but right. it's the idea that simultaneously it was a good season but a one that one that did not. Yes. Yeah, and I do you know. And what do you do to next? Get- do, you, do you trust that? this is the continuation of something building, right? Like, like you said, it was a pot, like Dan Radakovich said, it was a positive step possibly assuming that this was like an aberration. What happened at the end of the year? Well, but well, I don't know. Aberration. It was pretty long thing, but the the thing is they were very young. The team was very young and I, I, um, um, we just have to see what happens next year. Right. it was disappointing, but I think I said this last week, possibly, or our last podcast. Um, this this was not the team like right. in in uh, two thousand and one, their last title, or nineteen ninety nine. They were way th- that those teams were like super good. So, uh, well, let's see what happens. I mean, yeah. I, I think next, I, next year's a pivotal year, right? If they you know, eventually he's got to get out of the first round. He's got to get out of regionals, right? If, like eventually you just, if you keep fail, falling short, then, you know, it's unacceptable. But, yeah, you know, they're young. Like you said, they're young next year. Easily could be the year they finally get the Supers for the first time since 2016. And then, you know, maybe they'll feel like this year was a little bit of a missed opportunity because, you know, the, the, you lose that pit, those pitchers like we talked about. But at the same time, it, it was, like you said, they, they, they overachieved through most of the year up until – the last three weeks, basically. Yeah, exactly. And when you think about being one pitch away, that's really, yeah. you're right. That's really kind of depressing. So, um, yeah. 
That's a, that's a horrible off season to think about. All right. We went longer on baseball than I think we anticipated, but let's wrap up with just some real quick football talk. Um, Okay, no, not a whole lot of news. Although, as we are a couple hours ago uh, from when we're recording, Miami finally officially announced the addition of Roland Smith. Uh, clarified what his title is going to be: uh, Director of High School Relations. Um, he had been he has been working at Miami for at least three months. I think we've known since. Obviously, he was out there all the time at spring practice. I think we know that he was working as early as February. So. Uh, strange it took them so long to announce it. I, David, uh, I, can, I can't fit. Miami is yeah, funny. They've kind of done, yeah. you know, they've done it a lot with the coaches where we know the guys yeah. there and then they wait uh, two weeks or whatever to oh, like, wait them. a month or wait yeah, two months pretty... or wait three months. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing ever. I mean, it's just strange. Yeah. Or, or, I, don't I know mean, what, um, but yeah. the title is, you know, like whatever that job is going to entail, he's going to be good at it. Oh, yeah, he's going to be really good at it. Boy, Mario really is uh, making a killing here. He is. Uh, the, the guys that are the non, you know, the non-10 assistants, I mean. Yeah, I mean, we've talked they about feel, They feel almost as valuable as the assistants. It's like, it's incredible. He's, yeah. he's put, I mean, it's incredible. Well, if, recruit, if, you, if you're a believer that recruiting is the most important thing in college football, then. Yeah, I think that you can make that case because Jason Taylor will help with that. Ed Reed certainly has helped with that, I think, to get some safeties. Um, Roland Smith will be really helpful with that. Um, you know, he is, you can make a case, the best high school football coach in South Florida history. He's got seven and state championships. Alonzo. Um, all, I mean. at, all at Northwestern. And, yeah, Alonzo Highsmith, another one. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all going to help. Uh, recruiting obviously all these guys talk about the mario uh factor of things of why they wanted to come uh, i think i'm sure right. there's more money being offered right now as we've said a lot then there has oh, yeah. because uh you know the, these jobs weren't didn't even exist until a lot of these guys were hired for it so um you know it's just more it's kind of been to me it's the biggest story bigger than mario coming bigger than uh even like you said, all these assistant Josh Gaddis bigger than Kevin Steele is just the sheer number of, of coaches and whatever we're going to call all these off the field analyst type guys, the, the sheer number volume of people in the building, which is something we've, we talked about, I think last week uh, when we talked about Alonzo, right? Yeah. Um, that is the yeah. biggest story to me of, of it, it. That is what signals the change at Miami more than, than anything I think that we've seen on the field. Uh, so far in the last six months yeah for sure and they're they're really good even the people that aren't quote unquote you know that aren't allowed to recruit right excuse me recruit like jason uh taylor um i mean just having those kind of names there yeah you put jason on the phone with a you know if you're recruiting a five-star defensive end you're like oh i happen to have jason taylor next to me you want to talk to him for a second like that's a big deal yeah, I mean, That's how they you, got Avante Williams. They did that with Ed Reed, basically. Right, right, right. I mean, the, yeah. I the, yeah, think of all the the knowledge, institutional or whatever yeah. knowledge these guys have, right? So, yeah, and then yeah, specifically, I mean, no one is like better connected in Dade County than he is at this point, essentially. And you know, David, you know, in the past, like like a few years ago, um. 
maybe several years, but not a ton of years ago, okay, not that long ago, UM was uh, highly criticized for not um, not being friendly enough with everyone in their backyard. Yeah. You know, not not making sure everybody was taken care of and, you know, some TLC and yep. uh, at least visiting, you know, and saying hi and stuff. They, they, they were highly criticized criticized for that yeah. so um and they were resented you know there yeah, were a lot definitely yeah, the, really the golden era right was not great for that yeah c- correct yeah and yeah that's that's what it was um i think so, i think mark Rick and manny diaz did a better job of that you know i i talked to a bunch of coaches funny a story back in december about like what miami and all the in-state schools need to do better and most of them were pretty happy with just the level of communication and outreach from manny's staff you know he still had his his detract you know uncle luke notably it was a very outspoken <laughs> manny diaz detractor uh i don't know of really anyone locally who doesn't like mario and that obviously helps and then roland smith who you know Max Edwards at Northwestern was one of his assistants. Uh, Ice Harris at Booker T. Washington was one of his assistants. Like you can go all over the county and, and everyone either, you know, a lot of them have the head coaches or assistant coaches work for Roland Smith. And if not, you know, they at least respect the heck out of him, obviously. Yeah. And you. And he's, you know, he went to my play to Miami was on, won a couple of national championships in Miami. So um you know, I asked him about, you know, he's obviously had other schools reach out before, but Miami was, you know, he wanted to stay. So, um, yeah, in South Florida wanted to come make the U great again or whatever, make the crib great again. What was the, make the crib great. Right. What was that? Yeah. That's it. Uh, (laughs) Want to make the crib great again. Yeah. I, um, yeah, great hires, just great hires all the way around. And Mario is going to be going to make sure that UM does exactly what I said, what you said, Al Golden did not possibly, you know, okay. He's going to, even I, I could just see him going to all the schools, even if there's some school that really doesn't have many, just to show up and, and you gotta say, you gotta show up even when the schools don't have players so that they don't think you're just there for their players. Yeah, exactly. Almost every school in South Florida at some point is going to have a guy, even if it's a walk-on you want. It's respect. It's called respect anyway. Have some respect, you know? And yeah, it's uh, it's kind of exciting, you know? Yeah. The only thing we don't know is the on-field stuff. (laughs) That will be the mystery that we won't get to the fall. I keep saying that. that, Yeah, that's going to be real interesting because he certainly uh, seems like a genius everywhere else for sure. Yeah. The work ethic is obvious, but you got to turn it into results. Um, All right. I think we can wrap things up there. Uh, You can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Like we said, quiet, but you're always finding stuff to do on the Hurricanes beat. There is never. Always. Yep. So keep locked uh, there into MiamiHerald.com for coverage. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. It's also quiet time for me, but like like I just said, we're always finding stuff to do. So keep reading the Herald. Keep going to MiamiHerald.com. And and, and maybe they'll... Please do, and maybe they'll uh, announce some other hire that we've known about for you know five months or something. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's there's a couple waiting in the uh... tweet drafts. Anyway, uh, let's wrap up. Uh, thanks as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.